Hello, everyone. Does anybody know where uh, Robert Butnick is? What happened to you? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all. Just that the aftershave he sold me turned my skin blue. Hey, blue's a good color on you. The Smurf look is in. What was in that junk? Mouthwash, cologne for magazine ads. What else? Blue tie-dye. <laughs> tie-dye? Oh, you all think this is so funny. Well, guess what? I'm grounding all of you in the bunk until I get this off my face. But hey, that's not fair. I don't have to be fair. I'm a counselor. Ha! Now we'll see who has the last laugh. Tra-la, tra-la-la-la-la, tweely-tweely-dum. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. I'm Kevin. And this is episode 102. We're talking our top 10 supporting (laughs) characters. (laughs) Yeah. We (laughs) extended the list with. Yeah. Doubled it, I guess. We usually do top five, and then uh, if you listen to last episode, we were going to do our top seven, and then I texted you that I just didn't think I could keep it at seven, uh, and so top ten. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of rough. I It took me a long time to just think of seven supporting characters, and then I got a text and had to think of three more, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh no, it was extremely tough. Yeah. Um, I'm still looking at my list right now, and I'm just not happy with it. it uh, I'll, I'll say right now, this is the toughest list uh, of all the shows for me. It's funny. You guys had to, like, cut down your lists, and I had to <laughs> add on to mine. But Yeah. Uh, yeah I did... Um, well, well, we'll get more into it in a second, but there's a bunch of Nickelodeon news uh, to get to, and none of it very good this week, um, so we're going to sound an all-new air horn. I call it the Little Pete air horn. Kill me with the uh, okay, so we'll start with kind of the big news of the week, which is the passing of Aaron Tagger. Uh, you guys would know him better as Dr. Vink on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, just uh, a just really sad yeah definitely that really sucks Um, yeah um thoughts Uh, i mean just i feel like when i think of are you afraid of the dark he's if not the thing one of the top things that i think of when i think of that show you know he's just a very uh he's like a force yeah for sure i think if chris compiled a list of the most commonly mentioned names dr vink would be up there (laughs) on your podcast i'm sure he has that list yeah well Um, yeah, we're going to talk, so we might as well just say it now, we're going to talk more about it in the coming days. Uh, we're going to do our, uh, we're going to give uh, Aaron Tagger his own little special episode here that we're going to release pretty soon, uh, where we talk about our favorite performances of his, kind of rank the episodes, uh, and then we'll also have a really special phone call with, um, DJ McHale, who's agreed to talk to us a little bit about just Aaron and kind of what he remembers about Aaron, so yeah. that'll be really special. Yeah. Um, so 
a bummer. Uh, and then more bad news, uh, not not as bad, of course, but uh, other bad news in the Nickelodeon universe is that uh, there has been a delay for both the Are You Afraid of the Dark movie, which has had its date removed from the yeah. release calendar, and the same thing is true of the Rugrats uh, movie. Oh. Both have lost their release dates. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, disappointing, but I wonder if the Are You Afraid of the Dark um project is just turning into the TV show instead of the movie. Huh. I mean, like, I don't know. Just a decision to Yeah, that it just felt like the timing was weird on them. It just Yeah. seemed like maybe they decided we'll stretch it out. Yeah, maybe. Well, that's an optimistic <laughs> appraisal there. <laughs> I mean, um, I think the series is still coming as yeah. far as we know. So. Yeah, as far as we know. I mean, so I did a little bit of research. I did, well, I just did a bunch of reading to try to th- see if I could figure out what's happening. Um, so so this is this is mm. what I got. Uh, so pretty much for all this stuff, there isn't really a clear reasoning. Um, just like past cases here, there just hasn't been a lot of word. Uh, for example, we've heard about the Clarissa reboot, but really there's been nothing yeah. for about a year. Uh, there was the Rocco Static Kling movie, the Invader Zim Enter the Florpus. Uh, both released trailers and both creators uh, initially sounded confident about the release. Um, but there's been no movement since finishing the production. And uh, one thing I noticed is that the creator of Rocco, Joe Murray, has actually su- uh, started um, supporting a petition online to try to convince Nickelodeon oh, to release yeah. Static Cling. That doesn't sound very good. Um, <laughs> so some, so I, now I'm trying to figure out why those past projects that are finished aren't happening, yeah. why the reboots we've heard about kind of seem stalled. Well, the good news is all, like, online petitions usually make a, an impact and go really well. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so one of the things I noticed was that in um, June of last summer, uh, the Nickelode- one of the head Nickelodeon executives uh, stepped down. That's uh, Seema Zagarmi. Um, she was the head of Nickelodeon for... I think mm. decades. Um, and so one theory is that the stuff that she may have approved, like yeah. green-lighted, um, whoever's taken over may not be as enthusiastic. Mm. Um, another thing I came across was uh, the fact that Hey Arnold Jungle Movie, which is one of the few things that has actually yeah. come um, to fruition outside of Double Dare, uh, is that the ratings for that movie were um, really bad. And so that is actually one of the reasons Nick. I know you and I talked about this, but after Jungle Movie aired, they didn't like. They only re-aired it like once or twice, and it was because they were really disappointed with the numbers, I guess. And so Jungle Movie, another theory is that Jungle Movie may have started like hurting Hmm. the discussion over these reboots. Um, That's pretty annoying. Um, I, I just can't see this as being a bad idea. Like, I don't... I mean, maybe there's not uh, the demand for it that we think there is, but... Yeah. I, I don't know. It seems like a sure thing to go with this stuff. And it's not like the other Nickelodeon stuff right now is blowing up. <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. There's they don't, there's not competition with their own modern yeah. material, or at least yeah. you wouldn't think there would be. Um, one thing I noted, as far as a little hope, is that um, Nickelodeon already has deals in place with Hulu and Amazon, but they just struck a new deal with Netflix, and so there's mm. there's some hope that uh, like Static Cling and Enter oh, the Florpus may just come out through that medium. That would be, be great. great. Yeah, um, which seems like maybe just the right thing to do anyway. I agree. Yeah. Um, just I, I know there's already um, 
they already have kind of a splat streaming service available, but it's, you know, I think I think they could maybe just put together something more cohesive yeah. on one of these already existing platforms. But uh, well, hopefully, yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, that's a little Nick news. Um, so to our list, we're doing top tens, supporting characters. Um, I did a top thirty-four. Oh, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to, of course, read all 34, but if you have someone that doesn't make my top 10, I might just shout out where they were on my list. <laughs> this was very challenging. Um, well, did you have a whole system of doing this? Like I didn't. You know, so what I did when I share this, I'm going to share uh, the character, um, the character, what my favorite episode is of that character's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to share how many episodes they were in oh, out of the series. Okay. <laughs> um, doing that, I realized I didn't really have a system because some of these characters are only in like 50%, maybe mm-hmm. a little under 50, and then some are in almost all of them. Um, and that's tricky. What I Tell me if you agree with this. What I found was there are some characters who are supporting, but not so supporting that they felt like they worked for this. Like, um, like characters who appear a couple times, mm-hmm. but not... Like, kind of extra-y rather than supporting. Yeah. there's or somewhere a, in between the two. Kind like, of the example of. I'll give is, like, um, Mona from Salute mm-hmm. Shorts. She's mm-hmm. prominent in two episodes mm-hmm. and feels like a big part of the universe, but is not really... Yeah, I see what you're saying. She's, like, in the in-between. Yeah. Okay. More of a cameo. Um, yeah. I had a tougher time... Um, I think deciding whether some characters were main characters or whether I could relegate them to supporting character status. Yeah. You know? I, I kind of came across that as well, although I didn't put as much thought into any of this, <laughs> I'm sure. Although for each of my characters, I have the number of seconds they were on screen for total. For real? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, Kevin's bringing it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's a point. Oh boy! All right, well let's uh, let's get into it. Number ten. Number ten for me. I went with Mr. Horse from <laughs> Run and Stimpy. Oh. <laughs> oh. Just what is your opinion of the world situation today? <laughs> Las cucarachas entran, pero no pueden salir. No, sir. He doesn't like it. Thank you, Mr. Horse. Um, I didn't think we were starting with Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, he's just one of those characters that's always comes to my mind immediately when I'm thinking about this era, and particularly Ren and Stimpy. Um, and he's like got such a kind of minimal presence like he appears in a lot of episodes but he's just in there for a few moments at a time and the joke never gets old (laughs) um i like him a lot he's not on my 34 (laughs) (laughs) um but uh no i do like him i I could could, and i know you know it makes sense it makes sense for you Well, uh, my number 10 is Sam from Clarissa Explains It All. Wow. Okay. Okay. Hi, Sam. (laughs) 
What's up? What do you um, got to say about Sam? Well, I gotta say, my biggest disappointment, I know that's not the time to address a disappointment with him. Um, I'm just really disappointed that someone else never came up that ladder during Corsa <laughs> Explains It All. I think that... Wait, Sam's your favorite because nobody else came up the ladder? No, I, these are kind of unrelated, but since you've, <laughs> you've given me the platform, I just... I think it would have been just a great twist to have someone else just pop up that ladder once or twice. Uh. Um, no, I thought Sam was a great, like, you know, best friend kind of guy and really helped balance out the show. So yeah, um, and he was cool. Yeah, I yeah. like Sam. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, he didn't make my list. No, but he was, I like him. He's number thirty-two on mine. Oh wow, it's <laughs> good. Glad he made your list at least. <laughs> Uh, my number 10 is uh, Mosquito Valentine, or better known as Skeeter, wow. um, voiced by Fred Newman. Uh, he's in 22 episodes uh, of Doug, um, and uh, one of my, my favorite Skeeter episode is uh, Doug Says Goodbye, which is when Skeeter, they think Skeeter's moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like the end of this Skeeter's trying to uh, stay in Bluffington, he goes to Doug's. Um, but just, I think, a great best friend. Really, always very optimistic. Um, got he has Doug's back. I love his family. Uh, the Valentine yeah. family is very yeah, funny. Um, so, um, one of the things I thought about when making the list is kind of is the character a draw to the show for me? Mm. Even maybe more than the main characters. Is this a character I came to the show to see? And Skeeter was. I always preferred Skeeter over Doug. So. Hmm. Uh, I've gone to YouTube to see Skeeter. I've fallen into these traps <laughs> where I'll just like watch. There's like this two second clip of Skeeter doing his "Hey Doug," <laughs> and I'll just watch that thing on repeat. It's just I love it's the, outstanding. I love the thought of your entire internet history just being Skeeter YouTube videos. <laughs> it's, it's good. Uh, well, good pick. I like Skeeter. Yeah. Um, he also didn't make my list. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm happy. I'm, I'm hoping for yeah, you know, more diverse lists. A lot of difference, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, he's great. Great best friend. Yeah. You know. yeah. No complaints. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, my number nine, uh, in spite of your <laughs> complaints about this, um, I went with Mona Tibbs. Oh, no. Yep. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I know. I don't... <laughs> I never thought she'd make a list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So where's our regular male guy? Lucky Jones was crushed by dinosaurs. Dinosaurs? Stamps. A box of brontosaurus commemorative spell broke his collarbone. Mona Tibbs, USPS. Can you direct me to the camp personnel authorized to receive this? Well, that's me, Bobby Budnick. I'm getting my junior postmaster badge. Splendid. Glad today's youth takes an active interest in the civil service. Carry on, young Budnick. Um, so she did not make your 34 then? Uh, she, uh, she did not. All right. I kind of, when I made the final 10, I went with like, um, kind of based off of just like which characters stuck with me the most over these years. Like, what are the characters that I think of kind of first when I think about the shows? Um, and... Mona, I think, is just... It's, like, weird how little she's in the show. I mean, I realized that as I was doing this, but um, 
she has such a lasting impression, I guess. Um, I mean, she barely shows up, but she's, like, next to the main camp kids, and uh, yeah. she's, like, the other character. Yeah, and, uh, well, she's got a great personality. Yeah. Uh, and, and she was on screen for an entire 1,432 seconds. So. <laughs> well, she was in the episode that she was in quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, she was the main character of the, her two episodes. But uh, her impact on Doug, or Doug, her impact on Ugg uh, was always really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, the kids always kind of seemed to like her and root for her. Yeah. Um, she's a great character. Uh, that's, um... Christine Cavanaugh, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, who also has passed away, yeah. but uh, she was she was great. Well, um, my number nine is Donkey Lips from Salute Your Shorts. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, thought he was a. Uh, I don't want to say relatable because I don't want to say I I was Donkey Lips, but <laughs> don't you want to say that? <laughs> um, I really enjoyed you know the Donkey Lips Butnik um, dynamic. And there, there he is, number nine. <laughs> Is there a particular Donkey Lips uh, story or episode that you really remember? Um, n- nothing like specific comes yeah. to mind. Just I kind of, kind of just like the antics is what kind of sticks out. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, uh, he's great. Oh, hilarious! I love Donkey Lips. Yeah. Um, and he's also like I think when I think of Salute Your Shorts, he's probably like that's one of the first names that comes to mind just because yeah. of how goofy the name was. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it is a great name. Yeah. Definitely one of the best Nickelodeon names. Yeah. Real first name? Uh, no, no, that's not his real. I'm asking. You remember? Oh, um, Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh, Eddie Gelfin, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, great, great choice. Yeah. No problems with donkey lips. All right. Um, my number nine is Doctor Vink. Vink's the name. Doctor Vink. With a v, 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 v. And I am not a nutbag. Uh, Aaron Tagger. Um, I I was weary to put him on the list because uh, it's an anthology show, but he really, besides Sardo, is the only reoccurring or supporting character on the show. Um, And as you said earlier, he's just kind of the first person you think about when you think of the show. Um, So those are just great performances. Um, I think he's kind of beloved for a reason, and oh, so yeah. Doctor Vink is just—I think—I didn't—I I hated the thought of leaving Are You Afraid of the Dark off the list. I definitely didn't want to pick a Midnight Society member, even though one of them made my 34. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, his his performances are really something to behold, um, which we'll talk about more next week. So I'm not going to share my yeah. favorite uh, Vink episode. We'll okay. talk about that next week. Um. I will just know. Well, that's a great pick. Um, to make it easier on myself, I a lot of these characters just rationalized like them as like I could consider them part of the main characters, so that I didn't have to pick them really. So like Vink and Sardo, I was just like, I kind of. I mean, I love them both. This just made it easier for me to. <laughs> keep them off the list as long as it's and pick, easier like, for you <laughs> and pick characters that like we maybe haven't talked about as much i guess oh, okay well listen i i i feel absolutely i'm not complaining i'm sure about my list no 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 no, 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 no. no. It, if you ask me tomorrow this list would probably be drastically different i, I seriously every hour i almost change this thing so yeah. um you know dr vink could be here today and 
Not tomorrow, no. so it's good. It's <laughs> good. Um, well, my number eight is Nona F. Mecklenburg. Oh, great one. No dog on Lugner grass. What are you, some kind of serial killer? I'm just protecting my turf. Doggy Wee Wee kills grass faster than acid. Not for my dog. Ever since moving to your lousy town, he won't squirt. I don't blame him. I hate this place, too. You want to know something about dogs? Their brain is about one-third of the size of ours, but they're over 100% nicer. Give me your poor. You're tired. You're rounded masses, struggling to be free through hard-patched clay. Uh, Michelle Trachtenberg. Um, just, man, I don't... I don't know what to say about her. Um, she kind of like, I feel like took Artie's place almost like mm -hmm. in Pete's life, but not, you know, she wasn't like a, she wasn't like Artie at all. So no. she wasn't like a replacement character in that sense. Um, she was like just a new person in the town. And someone little Pete could really bounce off yes. of. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like Their Artie. relationship is great. Yes. Um, she was just a really good addition to the show, I think. Um, just added something to like Pete's whole circle of friends. Yeah, it almost like... A lot of Pete's friends are just kind of... Like real neighborhood kids, kind of strange. But not necessarily like Pete. Yeah. But, um, but Nona was... Like Pete, yeah. So it almost emboldened him. Yeah, yeah. like he had someone who'd been like, "Yeah, let's do that." Yeah. <laughs> so I, I really loved. Uh, was that Michelle Trachtenberg? Yep. Um, she was yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, just her whole presence on that show. Yeah, I could. I couldn't agree more. Well done. Oh. Did, did you did you have to fight the urge of having an entire list of Pete and Pete characters? Uh, it was <laughs> difficult. I yeah. I kept it down to you know my well, absolute. We're just gonna have to do a separate list yeah, of yeah. Pete and Pete characters. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine number eight is Chucky from the Rugrats. Oh. Um, yeah, thought he was great. Um, when I was a toddler. I had a friend like Chucky that always talked me out of getting into mischief. And I'm just kidding. Um, I just liked him. So. Yeah. Did you see yourself as a Chucky? No, I or don't. Or as a Tommy? Or yeah. as any? I think Phil Lil, Angelica. Probably. I, I think Tommy, mostly. Mm. But mm. I wasn't as mischievous. Mm. So I, I must have had a little, little Chucky in my ear keeping me out You're of more trouble. like a grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's perfect. That's, and and if back. not, that's what I aspire to be. Kick back in your chair, watch some fishing shows. Yeah, it's perfect. YouTube Skeeter. Yeah. All right, okay, number eight has changed to Grandpa. Is <laughs> uh, that Grandpa Lou? Uh, yeah. 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 Cool. All right. No, no, no. Uh, no Chucky's, Chucky's great. Yeah, Chucky's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my number eight is uh, Judith Funny or Judy. Uh, from Doug. My sister Judy doesn't seem too worried. To her, life is a great big movie and she's playing all the good parts. <sighs> the air is electric with the fragrance of this new venture. <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> Give me strength. So another Doug character here. Uh, Judy was voiced by Becca Lish, 
Um, Judy appears in 37 episodes of the Nickelodeon version of Doug and 27 of the ABC version, although I'm not really familiar with uh, Judy in the ABC version. But uh, Judy's just a character... All her storylines I pretty much love. Just her beatnik personality against kind of the rest of the show. Um, my favorite Judy episode is Doug's Sister Act, which was also my favorite episode of Doug, period. Which, uh, yeah, I just love the element she brings to... You know, Chris, notoriously on the show, hates Doug. Um, and I think a lot of the stuff he dislikes is kind of what Judy brings. Um, no, no, no. He dislikes the things outside of Judy, I think. I think she brings kind of an element of different. Yeah. Um, so she's just one of those characters that I think actually gives the show more life than it would have otherwise. Great. Um, I love her relationship with Doug. Yes. Her as like the older bossy kind of sister. Yeah. It's a kind of, um, I don't know, character that they don't do that much, I guess. No. Not really. Yeah, so Judy yeah, is my number eight. I can kind of see that uh, Doug and Judy relationship developing with my own kids. It's, it's <laughs> going to be wild. <laughs> Your daughter has some Judy tendencies? I, I'd say so. Artsy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, my son is Doug. Obsessed, <laughs> obsessed with green sweater vests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a closet full of them, so. That would be actually pretty funny if you just started <laughs> dressing him up every day in that outfit. I'll take it under advisement. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my number seven is Teddy Forsman. This is Theodore L. Forsman, but everyone calls him Teddy. Look at that face. He's never been the most normal kid, but I like him anyway. His favorite hobby? Making sun-brewed iced tea. His favorite sport? speed walking and when he laughs and drinks beautiful things happen I thought I knew everything about Teddy but that was before his parents went away for a week and I uttered the eight words that changed our friendship forever why don't you stay with me at my house really you mean it sure that's what friends are for we'll have a blast excellent Good times roll. Aha. David Marteau. <laughs> uh, he's just, he was too good to leave off the list. Um, he, uh, like, embodies this, like, certain type of person, I feel like, in real life so well that uh, it has just kind of stuck with me from then on. And I remember, like, as I was growing up and would meet people that are, like, kind of like this, yeah. I would think of Teddy Forsman and... Um, I think he's just one of like the funniest characters, and um, the trouble with Teddy is probably my favorite episode of that. No, with Teddy, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a tour de force. <laughs> Every, everything about that is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's kind of a character who's unaware of himself. Yes, and which allows for I don't. There's like an innocence there of just Teddy being yeah. Teddy, and everybody knowing that Teddy is just Teddy, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, he's just one of the hidden gems on Pete yeah. and Pete. Uh, he was my number thirteen. Just, he was on my li- he was on my list until two days ago, but uh, has kind yeah. of slowly worked his way out of it. Um, How many episodes? Uh, Teddy was in thirteen episodes um, out of thirty six. Well, that's more than I would have guessed. Yeah, or out of uh, thirty four episodes. Sorry, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a hefty amount. Yeah. But uh, Trouble with Teddy, that episode's grown on me more and more it's over time. It's so good. 
Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. So, um, my number seven is Skeeter. Hey, Doug! Just because of the aforementioned uh, YouTube video. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, pretty much for all the same reasons that, that you said. But. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Also, like the. Um, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what? What do you like? <laughs> you have to say it. <laughs> well, you, you can't have this on. I was going to say, I like the color of his skin, but. <laughs> you like these blue? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I didn't want. You can't do that. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I think that's one of the cool things about Doug is that uh, just like the, all the colors, green, yeah. purple, blue. Right. I love it. I like that he's blue. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's totally fine. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, my number seven's been mentioned. Uh, that would be Donkey Lips. Um, Me and my best friend in the entire world. This is Eddie Donkey Lips, girl. I can hawk a loogie eight feet in the air and catch it with my tongue. Wow. Your mother must be really proud. Yeah, yeah. What my... show is he from? Uh, he's from Salute Your Shorts. Oh, oh good. <laughs> uh, my favorite episode there is uh, Cheeseburgers in Paradise. Mm. Uh, I like that. That's great. Mm. What's that? I like the name. Oh, yeah. Or it's also known as Donkey Lips and Sponge Way In. Um, it was close between that one, and he's also very good in Capture the Flag, uh, where he's trying to get through the obstacle course. But that one has... um. Well, they both have kind of a sadness to it that, you know, he's trying to achieve something he doesn't think he can. But um, he's such, as you said, such a relatable character. Um, He wants to be friends with everyone. He kind of wants to do the right thing. Um, But he's still got his own personal goals, whether it's losing weight or impressing girls like Dina. Um, Donkey Lips was your everyman. (laughs) I mean, I hope, like, people weren't watching going, like, I can relate to Budnick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that he wants to do the right thing. That's kind of like the dynamic between him and Budnick because he has the worst influence right. for doing the right thing, but he still tries so hard. Yeah, he kind of has a warped perception of what <laughs> the right thing yeah. is, which it just goes yeah, back to yeah, the his, antics. His instincts are all wrong, but yeah. they're in the right place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a great character. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my number six is Gerald Johansson. Mm-hmm. And listen, if you want to be a happening dude, you need to learn the lingo. For instance, when you introduce yourself to a young lady, try this line. Hey, mama, you are one out of sight freaky chick. Let me see that. The happening dude is always cool and knows the right thing to say. Uh, I don't know, Gerald. Maybe we should call this off. Call it off? Are you kidding? Listen, Arnold, all our lives we've been looked down on because we were too little or too young or too immature. But tonight, we've got our chance to be big shots. We've got a chance to grow with sixth grade girls. That's a chance that only comes along once in a lifetime. And I say we take it. Who knows? We might even get a kiss. Uh, Voiced by Jamil Walker-Smith. I think, you know, I was trying to narrow it down to like one best friend character kind of and i think for me it uh is gerald yeah his relationship with arnold's just like my favorite i think of that friend bond um and he's so cool he's really (laughs) cool he is yeah really like kind of um that's uh that's one of the things about the best friends on nickelodeon is that they're always cool (laughs) sam is cool and I guess Skeeter's kind of cool. Yeah, they're definitely cooler than... Well, maybe not. Maybe Sam's not cooler than Clarissa, but 
oftentimes they're cooler than their the other character. Chucky yeah. isn't very cool. That's true. No, I think he's cool, but no, nobody. Yeah, I don't yeah, think anybody perceives him that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Bob. Bob uh, emailed us about maybe doing a possible, possibly doing a favorite friends episode, ah, like best yeah, yeah. pairing of friends. Yeah. And there's a lot of options, so that's an interesting yeah. idea too. But Gerald's um, a strong one. He was my uh, number fourteen. He was on the list originally. Uh, again, worked his way out, but uh, he was on eighty-one out of the hundred episodes of Harold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty frequent. Yeah, you might you might hear me mention his name a little later. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So he's on your list. He is. He is indeed. Well, my number six is Heifer from oh, Rocco's oh, Modern yes. Life. Oh, very good. Um, he's just a hoot. <laughs> yeah? That's good. it? The end of... <laughs> like, uh... The intro. Exactly. Very good. Very yeah. good. <laughs> um, yeah, Heifer's great. Yeah, he's, uh... I think like I think a lot of last week Jason was here. I think he's kind of one of the first characters that springs to a lot of people's minds yeah. when oh, you yeah. say supporting character. Yeah. Um, he's another cooler friend, kind of. I mean, I think he's cooler. Yeah, that's, that's debatable. He's cooler than Rocco, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll take Rocco any day. Oh yeah. I mean, in like Over the traditional cool sense. as a character. Yeah. I like Rocco. No, I like Rocco too, yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. Which character do you prefer? I think I prefer Rocco. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number six is two characters, but they have to go together. Um, that is Prometheus and Bob. Oh. Huh. Um, again, the sole reason the sole reason I tuned into Kablam. Um, and I did go back and watch some. Uh, they appeared in forty-one different tapes. We'll call it. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I love, I've stated over and over, I love Claymation, um, Prometheus and Bob, even though the Kablam we reviewed this year, it's flavorific, even though those weren't my two favorite, um, I did go back and watch a lot of them, and I do think we should do a favorite Prometheus and Bob episode, (laughs) because they're really easy to watch. Um, so I, my, my favorite tape is Mm -hmm. tape number 10, and that is boxing, um, it's what it sounds like. Yeah. It's always what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, Prometheus is teaching Bob to box, but um, just a great dynamic. I rewatching them. I just realize how funny it is. How uh, like Prometheus is so desperately trying to teach Bob. Um, even like when you start really paying attention to the voice, you always think it's incoherent, but mm. you can actually hear some of the words Prometheus is saying. He'll say like "watch, mm. watch." Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just a great dynamic. The only thing, the only problem I have. Is I don't love the monkey. Oh, what? Uh, <laughs> a lot of times the monkey's like the source of the trouble. Yes, but it's always like very. Um, not that I have anything against Three Stooges, but it's a. He brings more of just like the gag, yeah. like hit someone on the head type of element, where I think Prometheus and Bob just can. They can do it on their own. They're well, just they funny could, enough. But why not? Why not have it all? <laughs> yeah. uh, those are great, though. I love them as characters. Um, yeah. And I love how that looks. Yes. You know, there's very few other um, claymation things I can think of that have quite as good of a look as that. Yeah. And there's more settings than I thought. Rewatching it, I mean, I always thought they were just in front of the spaceship, kind of that classic Damn. setting. But they do a lot with it. They're, they're sometimes actually in rooms or in different places. So, uh, love Prometheus and Bob. 
Um, so you actually have a top 35. <laughs> no, they go together. They have yep. to be together. <laughs> nice. All right. Okay. Uh, my number five is Ferguson Darling. Oh, say can you sing about Ferguson Darling? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's interesting. Jason Zimler. Mm-hmm. Um, I toyed even with putting him as a Ferguson just for the fun of it. <laughs> because but... this is the episode yeah. <laughs> where it would make sense. Yeah, but uh, but I love him. You know, he needed to be on my <laughs> legit list. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's again just that like brother sister dynamic, I guess. Um, but Ferguson being the one causing all the problems, kind of, and he's always got the bet. To me, like really great um, schemes. He's like a really just gr- like the ultimate to me, like annoying little brother. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's perfect yeah, in the love role. It. Yeah. And even his placement in the family is just really perfect. It's obviously yeah. a very Clarissa definitely has, I think, more in common with her parents. I guess. Well, or... uh, I think Ferguson's like has a lot in common with their mom. They both seem kind of like yeah. more scholarly or something. Yeah. But the other ones seem more hippie-ish, maybe. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. I could see that. Um, but okay. I love it. Anyway, I love his Boy, whole dynamic right. in the family. Look at that. Ferguson making a list. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's quite interesting. Um, my number five would be Budnick from Sleep oh, Shorts. Hey. Yeah, just to compliment my previous pick of Donkey Lips, I think uh, no. he's a great character. <laughs> but you like him a little bit more than Donkey Lips. I, I do. Why? Um, <laughs> I, I think he's actually like the most memorable character for me from that show. Mm. Um, I, he, I, I, don't really, I don't know if I have much more detail for you. No, that's all right. He is yeah. great. I yeah. love him. Uh, his role is feels totally necessary. Yeah. Like, you need him screwing things oh, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He gets the stories moving, yeah. for sure. Yeah, he's, like, just that perfect, like, and you 90s hate- Nickelodeon villain. Yeah. Yeah. As a kid, I really hated him, Oh, too. yeah. Like, he well, was... That's kind of like Ferguson. Like, he did such a great job yeah. doing what he was supposed to do. And... Definitely. Yeah. Um, he's my, he's number 20 on my list. Oh, like, down um, there. Okay. <laughs> uh, but... Or 21, if you consider the nope, Prometheus nope. and Bob no. Fiasco. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but Budnick is, um, yeah, he's a great character. Uh, love to hate him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, my number five uh, was mentioned previously. That would be Chucky e. Finster. Wow. Um, the police car is at the fire station. The fire trucks at the airport. The airplanes on top of the restaurant. People are hanging out of windows. Buildings are moved. And you've completely taken apart City Hall. Chucky, in my house, we do stuff like this all the time. My house, my house, my house. Let me tell you something, Tommy. This isn't my house, it's my house. And when you're in my house, sometimes you gotta do things my way. Oh, wow, Chucky. Um, voiced by Christine Cavanaugh, Mona. Yeah. So this is uh, her third appearance yeah, on the list. Yeah. Um, and uh, Chucky appears in 140 episodes of Rugrats, meaning he's uh, not in 39 of them. And now, is that like half episodes or full episodes that's a uh, fool okay i think 
I don't just know. wondering if, <laughs> if we're doubled up there. Yeah, I'm not sure now. Um, <laughs> but okay. at first, I wasn't actually going to consider Chucky a supporting character until I saw that number. That you know, missing out of 39 episodes hmm. was significantly less than Tommy, and so I felt, well, then he must be kind of a supporting character. Yeah, interesting. Um, but my favorite Chucky episode, uh, I don't think it's one that's very beloved, but has been very close to my heart since I was little. Heat was wave. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, would be Beach Blanket Babies. Oh yeah, um, and that's a uh, that's the episode where Chucky wants to free the sea monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a great one. Uh, they're yeah. trying to get that cooler to the ocean. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned before that episode was on one of the VHSs I owned, and it was just one I watched a lot. And uh, I think it shows kind of the kindness of Chucky, mm-hmm. which I think is his best characteristic that he's. Um, you know, Tommy's really determined and goal-oriented, goal and Phil and Lil are kind of airheads, yeah. and Chucky's kind of got it all. He's funny, he's sensitive, fearful, joyous. Just love Chucky. I'm talking to myself. Oh. He maybe should have been higher. <laughs> yeah. he's, but uh, he is definitely the reason I liked watching Rugrats. He was that character. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Well, good he pick. Was, he was number eight on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, nice. I can't wait to find out your other 34. <laughs> Good one. Um, well, my number four is Filbert. Aha. Uh, oh. <laughs> that's someone I forgot completely about. <laughs> you forgot Filbert? I mean, I'm, I regret forgetting him. I, uh, I, I like your pick. Um, voiced by Mr. Lawrence. Um, he's... What do you... What can we say about Filbert? Uh, he's great, <laughs> one of the greatest. I forgot about um, Filbert. He's weird because, like, in the earlier episodes, he's like a background character, but he really comes into his own as the show progresses. And uh, his whole persona is just so good and wacky. Like, his whole, like, um, uh, almost, like, obsessive tendencies about things. Uh, it's almost like, what about Bob in a cartoon character? Um, and I think he's just hilarious. Like he's great with Rocco, um, when they kind of get into it with each other. Yes. Um, him and Heifer have a great relationship, a great back and forth. Uh, his girlfriend, of course, Dr. Hutchinson. Um, yeah, he plays off other characters really well and he's just so neurotic. I mean, unlike kind of any other kid TV show character. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's like, it went over my head, I think, as a kid a lot of the time. But yeah, me too. now it's like, I love it even more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And his um, camper. It's just yes, a great setting yeah. on the show. That is great. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a great pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number four is Artie from Pete and Pete. Oh. Um, I think he's just nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the idea of, like, a kid, when you're watching this, like, full-grown man just be the most bizarre, bizarre human being you've ever seen, I just think that's outstanding. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, love the get-up. Yes. Yeah, that's one of the things about Artie is just, like, visually, he's, I don't know, one of a kind yeah. as a character. Yeah. I mean, oh, he's, yeah. like, he's like a cartoon character stuck in a real yes. world. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, very good. No yeah. argument. No I'm, argument. I'm assuming he's on one of your lists in a higher position. No, or mm-hmm. two main of a character for you guys. Two main. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I think most of mine are probably kind of main characters. Yeah. 
No, 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 no. They've been good. All right. Um, my number four is Ugg from Salute Your Shorts, Ugly. For those of you who don't know me from last year, I'm Kevin Lee. And I will be your counselor this year. Ugly. 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 Now, I want to clue all of you into my personal philosophy. Sports are to the mind like fish are to water. Keep the body sharp and you'll never miss the point, okay? Are there any questions? Yeah, can you tell us the exciting story of how you flunked out of gym teacher's college? <laughs> okay, drop and give me 20, smart guy. The rest of you, hit the field. Uh, that's played by Kirk Bailey, and he is in every single episode. Um, yeah, it sounds like a support. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we we discussed this a little bit last week, because yeah. uh, we, uh, we were trying to figure out some of the ground rules. And Salute Your Shorts is one of the shows where everybody's pretty much yeah. in every episode, except for Michael and Pinsky. Um, and so we decided that all the characters can just kind of be yeah. a supporting character. Yeah, they could all either be main characters yeah. or supporting yeah. characters. It probably depends on the episode and the right. story. Yeah, sometimes Ugg is not really in the forefront. Sometimes he is. Um, but he made me laugh so much as a kid and even more so now. I just appreciate how hard... Like, the, the performances uh, uh, Kirk Bailey is putting in is just... Yeah, I feel like I appreciate him like entirely differently. Like I loved him as a kid, yeah. and I love him now, but for completely different reasons. Like, yeah, I just love that how he really um, commits to the role at oh, all yeah. times. Yeah, it's great. I couldn't imagine that that Kirk Bailey isn't a good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course I know he isn't, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's he embodies it so much. Yeah. Um, I said my favorite episode uh, is Mail Carrier Mona. Um, I just love seeing Ugg in love yeah. and kind of tripping over himself. You know, usually we see him in the dominant position, even though the kids are kind of running over him. And in this case, the kids are supporting him and trying to, uh, you know, eventually help him get Mona. And I love that dynamic in that yeah. episode. So, um, yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's great. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Bus Driver Stu Benedict. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Going home feels good. Going home feels good. Man, I can't wait to get home. Gonna order a pizza pie for me, myself, and I. Man, I can't wait to get home. Alright, Mr. Traffic Light. Get ready, get set, green. Get ready, get set, green. Get ready, get set, green! Get ready, get set, green! Green? All right, Mr. Traffic Light. Get ready, get set. Green. Maybe it's broken. All clear on the western front. So why don't we ease this? 
this puppy back into neutral. Hey, that's just safe driving, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Why are you trying to kill my soul? Uh, Damien Young. Uh, giving us the performance of a lifetime, really. Every time on screen. I mean, we talk about Kirk Bailey, but, yes, yeah. but uh, Damien Young is Bus Driver he really Stew commits. is yeah. insane. Yeah, he um, he really feels like him. Like, I never think of him, I never thought of him as who he really is. Like, yeah. I always thought of him as the character, I guess. Like, yeah. Uh, he's that convincing. Um, but just his rants sometimes, um, and his, like, love sickness, uh, all really... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just... Makes for a great uh, performance. Absolutely. Um, he's number 16 on my list. Um, wow, 16. Well, again, he <laughs> floated down the night. He floated around all over the place. I, it was mainly me trying to split up Pete and P characters, yeah. but um, he is so good. And I love in the episodes just how used, like the way the kids on the bus play yeah. against him, how used to his yes. insanity they are. Like they're they're dead to it, you know, they're numb to it. That yeah. <laughs> this man is just having a psychological breakdown, which I think feels like really realistic. Right. Like when you were kids, you were totally oblivious to the screaming bus driver. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you might get off the bus and be like, "Wow, our bus driver's weird." Yeah, you know, and that probably was it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was played in a really real way outside of like um day of the dot where you know the buses are moving slowly towards each other when he's in love um but uh for the most part love him yeah yellow fever would probably be my bus drivers too episode where he's um beating up the scarecrow it is just a (laughs) unforgettable moment did you say how many episodes um he wasn't close enough to my list for me to count (laughs) (laughs) sorry um my number three is Gerald from Hey Arnold. Oh, nice. Um, I agree with you. He's probably like one of the best best friends. Um, really great guy. I would have loved to have him as a friend. And oh, I think wow, I, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> oh, I mean, you guys are fine. <laughs> um, I, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I, I, I'm always fascinated about where his head ends and his hair begins. So <laughs> you've talked um, about this. <laughs> yes. So. Um, still interested in that, but that's my number three. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah, my number three has been mentioned, uh, and that would be Filbert uh, by Mr. Doug Lawrence. Oh, aren't you cute? What are you supposed to be? Give me the ball. Oh, no, no, no. We must save trick or treat. Give me that blasted ball. What? Pennies. Are you insane? I need sweets. Licorice whips and bubblegum. Caramel popcorn and wax lips. Ugh. Get out of my way. Sorry, ma'am. You'll get him. Philbert, what are you doing? Now, now just take it easy, Phil. We just want to help you. Stay back, poodle boy. This is my sugar. Sugar. Appears in 42 episodes. He's only um, not in 11, and so I've decided, looking at these numbers, that 
for segment cartoons, uh, 42 just means he's somewhere in this in the episode. Not necessarily both segments, but yeah. in that episode probably. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, so uh, he, uh, oh boy, I, we've kind of already hit it, but just uh, never really s- had seen a character like that, and still I'm not sure there's many characters like Filbert. Yeah. Because um, he, he's so, you would think a character like that wouldn't communicate or be friends with anyone, but yet everybody kind of wants to be around Filbert. Um, my favorite Filbert episode is The Lounge Singer. Um, that's one that just sticks with me. Uh, you see Filbert really kind of... I love when Filbert gets bold, when he's like really <laughs> full of himself. Um, I'm blanking on the name of it, but there's the one where he like forces Rocco to be his patient when he's trying to become a dentist. Yeah. Um, that's another one where he's just real cocky. Uh, I love cocky Filbert. Um, so, yeah, uh, a lot of great characters on Rocco. When I was making this list... Uh, a couple shows kept really popping out. Salute Your Shorts, uh, Pete and Pete, and Rocco really just have a ton of great characters. Yeah, agreed. Um, of all of your 35... Um, 34, which, yeah. 35. Which show uh, <laughs> appears the most, do you know? Um, let me get back to you. Okay. <laughs> um, when, Pro- probably Salute Your Shorts. When you have me uh, on the podcast in two to three months, I'll... Expect your answer. <laughs> uh, it's probably going to be a tie between. Um, it, it's definitely between Salute Your Shorts, Pete and Pete, and Rocco. Mm-hmm. There's a ton from all of those. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I'll be interested to hear what some of these Rocco ones are. I'll just have to go down this list. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, well, my number two is Hefferwolf. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh huh. Tonight's guest is a fat yellow cow with green hair. Who said he'd do anything to be on television? Please welcome Pepper Wolf! Yes! (laughs) We hit on him, um, but he's another another one of these great friend characters. Um, I love his whole just like wackiness, completely out of control, like. attitude versus Rocco's like very normal like trying to live his life yeah I thought, I thought when you selected Gerald that you said you were just picking one best friend um best. okay well I, d- I guess I wasn't <laughs> I guess I guess I wasn't yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know I love him loved him as a kid especially cracked me up yeah um, he was a hoot I think my favorite heifer episode might be where he, the one where he uh, moves out of the house and oh. he lives above the choky chicken. Yeah. Man. <laughs> uh, I think that's something, oh, I can't remember the name now. Is that one where he like goes back home though to live with his mom? Yeah. Yeah. Eventually okay. goes. Yeah. Uh, that is a very good one. Yeah. Okay. Um, my number two was Ellen from Pete and Pete. Wow. Ah. Um, it's just a payphone, sir. Circuits, metal, and plastic. Why do you want to shoot it with a harpoon gun? She was like the perfect best friend for Pete, and I think something about her made the show seem a lot more real to me. Like this is something that could actually be happening yeah. in real life. So, I don't know, just she brought kind of a realism to it that you don't usually find in that uh, type of show. That's a perfect yeah. way to describe Ellen. Like she is the real character yeah. of all the craziness happening. Totally. Yeah. Um, and she's great. I love her. Yeah. Um, 
know, just great like love interest for Pete, but also their friendship is really yeah. great too. It's a good mix. Right. They both kind of know that there's that element, but neither of them know it's right. Yeah. Like yeah. they just probably shouldn't yeah. be together. I think a lot of guys our age probably wish they had an Ellen grown up. Hmm. Some of them probably did. I didn't. <laughs> you mean like just a friend who yeah. is a girl? A friend like Ellen that was everything that she was to yeah. Pete. That you would also be in love with? Yeah. <laughs> no? Okay. No, no, no. I mean, no. I, I just never thought of it that way. Like having a friend. Like it would be like a really just romantic in like the literary sense yeah. uh, in your life. Like, yeah. Ellen works a lot better as that example of like... I would want more of an Ellen than, say, like a Patty Mayonnaise, where it's like so. I'm so in love that it's crushing yeah, me to be friends yeah. with her. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, they both seem like they can live with just being friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's a good one. She was a uh, 21 on my list. Mm. Oh man, that doesn't sound that. <laughs> 22 on your list doesn't sound that great. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, okay, uh, my number two is Artie, the strongest man uh, in the world, played by Toby Huss. I'm not the same. And you are different Viking now. Yes, I have to go. No! Everything you need to learn is in here. Out there is some boy who needs me. He's small. He's puny, like he were. But, Artie, you're my best friend. I always will be, my little Viking. But... But will I ever see you again? <laughs> Worry not, boy. Worry not. For I am Artie, the strongest man there! <laughs> Hey, he, um, he was number four on my list. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he's in 14 episodes of the uh, 34 episodes. Um, and uh, we've kind of just, we've hit on it. He's so strange, otherworldly. Uh, even as an adult, I don't really know what he's doing on the show. Like, why he's yeah. in the show. Um, it just seems like the like Will McRobb and Chris Viscardi must have known they just had this great character and... You know, just let him run wild. Um, his lines are some of the best, I think, in Nickelodeon history. Um, my favorite Artie episode is uh, Farewell, My Little Viking Part 2, uh, where they really just let him show off his chops, uh, both as kind of Pete's best friend and as this... I love the conflict of him trying to be a normal adult. Yes. Um, wearing a suit <laughs> and not being able... Just, you know, not even being able to do that because yeah. that's not who his character is. Um, so he just... Yeah, just so many bright moments with Artie. Uh, and when he left, I remember being like, well, the show has to stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, this has to be it. Um, but uh, they, we've mentioned they've done a great, they did a great job carrying on without him, uh, Nona being part of that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Very strong. So strong, in fact. Oh. That Artie is my number one. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, wow. you guys kind of like brushed me off when I said he's probably on your list. <laughs> well, well, I don't we didn't. Get if down. it's number one and two, we <laughs> probably wouldn't want to be like, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where Artie came from, no one knows. But ever since he arrived in our town, 
evil has had to haul butt. Mm, 19 o'clock, and all his pipe. Artie's a suburban superhero with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. No one knows the full extent of his mutant arsenal, but if you ask me, his most amazing power of all is this one. His friendship with my brother Pete. Um, so we've talked about him at length, but I think um, his character kind of like embodies what's so great about the show. Like he's simultaneously a normal guy and this something more. Yeah. Um, and he's always straddling that line of like, does he have these superpowers? And he seems to kind of, but yeah. they're like weird too. Yeah. 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 Real superpowers. He, he did. Um, <laughs> Just that whole, his whole presence was um, just kind of like a magic thing as a kid. Yeah. Um, just like like nothing else. Yeah. And his moments in the episode are almost always the first moment I think of yeah. in that episode, yeah. if he's in it. Whether it's like wrestling a bowling ball, beating up the ocean, um, yeah. you know, he's great in the call. He's just, yeah, he steals the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> My number one is someone who probably also has superpowers. Ugg from Salute Your Shorts. Uh, thanks. <laughs> um. Ugg, what a surprise to see you here. Nothing like watching him tend to that grass. Okay. <laughs> I do Still, love those yeah. images yeah. of him just with his clippers. Measuring. It's really good. Yeah. Uh. Um, otherwise, we, we've talked about him already. So. Yeah. Um, let's hear What's here? One of thirty-five. For you. <laughs> One of thirty-four. Uh, we've heard it. Um, it's heifer. <laughs> heifer. Yes. Category, please. <laughs> I'll take food for one point, Peaches. All right. Listen carefully. This meat product, when ground, becomes the all-American hamburger. Ham! Are you serious? <laughs> Whoa! I'm sorry. The answer we were looking for is beef. beef. I never knew that. Um, oh. Yep. Uh, just uh, he's to me. We've talked about Gerald and um, Skeeter, Sam. Uh, who else is a best friend? Artie, um, Ellen. But uh, Heffer to me is. I mean, he is by Rocco's side. Anything Rocco wants to try, Heffer is there to try, for better or for worse. Um, he's voiced by Tom Kenny, uh, probably more notable for being SpongeBob. Um, but uh, he's in 52 episodes. He's only in—he only technically misses one episode, um, so he's in almost all of them. Um, and uh, he usually has the funniest lines. And he's uh, to me, he's like the Kramer yeah. of Rocco. He—you can just pretty much—it must have been a blast writing for Heifer because you could pretty much throw anything at him. You might say it. Would have been a hoot. <laughs> How dare you? All right. um, my favorite uh, Heifer episode, I would need a lot more time to think about this because I didn't obviously watch every episode of all of these, but um, the one that just jumped out to me was To Heck and Back, mm. uh, where uh, he dies yeah. and goes to hell. And, it's great. Uh, <laughs> it goes to heck. It goes to heck, yeah, Jeez. my bad. Um, yeah, just a great friend and um, a delivered laughs. Just, <laughs> I, to me, I when I... The first two I thought of automatically was Artie and Heifer, and I just had to figure out the order. Yeah. Um, and the more time that went by, the more I realized, I think, just Heifer 
Rocco's a much, much poorer show without Heifer. Hmm. Um, like, devastatingly, <laughs> if he's gone. Well, you didn't get the opportunity to see it without him, really. But imagine it. With, well, well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, Heifer. Yeah, that's great. There it is. I mean, he deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think we're going to have to talk close calls, yeah. and, uh, you know, some of us might have more than others. You have, do you have another 35 uh, characters for your close calls? <laughs> no, those would be the other 24. No, the other 25. Very good. All right, let's do close calls. Um, my close call is Milton Goo Berry. Oh, that's, mm-hmm. that's <laughs> <laughs> Played by Jimmy Lee Newman Jr. Um, he's maybe my favorite part about my brother and me. I mean, I love his interactions with Alfie and um, and him picking on Dee Dee. Uh, that's great. Um, and I just went back to kind of like refresh myself on some goo. And like every time he's in the show, he's that just, just so really funny. he's so wacky. <laughs> yeah. Like and um, just such kind of like a jerk. He plays a great jerk, and uh, I just love his character. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Love him. Um, my close call is Roger from Doug. Yeah. Oh, Roger Klotz. Nice. Yes, the anti Doug. Yeah. <laughs> that <is> great. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> No feelings about him? You like him growing up? Said I thought he was great. Growing I, up. I like his portion of the theme song. Um, now it just kind of picks up and rocks there for a second. Really good stuff. That is true. Uh, yeah. I hated Roger as a kid. Like, you were supposed he was to. one of the best, like, I hate this yeah. jerk. Yeah. yeah, I think that's probably why it doesn't make my list, is because as a kid, like Budnick... Even though I kind of hated Budnick, he also could make me laugh. He yeah. would do things to make me laugh. Roger really never made me it's laugh. He's really just a jerk, huh? Yeah, he just, yeah. like, tortured everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he had soft moments, but not funny, really. Yeah, yeah I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. <laughs> All right, so what should I do here? Should I, well, I'll give you my... Uh, I'll give you... <laughs> I want you, you have to one list. official close call. I have one official, okay. definitely. I want you to list all the ones you didn't mention. <laughs> I really have... I have... There are three that were seriously on the list for long amounts of time and then just didn't make it. So the three... The, the close call uh, is Endless Mike. Uh, Endless Mike Hellstrom. He was almost mine instead of goo, but... Yeah. Um, that's Rick Gomez. He was in nice. nine episodes. Uh, my favorite being Time Tunnel, where he uh, uh, lends oh, Big so Pete's car. Yeah. Um, he is just, he's a great actor. He's still acting. I think that's why he's just a really good actor and so believable as this kind of, um, kid who's stuck in high school, maybe too old to be in high school has been held back, just torturing kids. (laughs) Um, but still has a little sweet spot where like in time tunnel where he'll help you out. You know, for it's always for a price. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's more the performance of Rick Gomez that just it's like almost too good for a kid show. <laughs> um, yeah. So he was yeah uh, at one point he was my five. Um, so, but wow. he, he worked he worked his way down uh, as I debated this thing. Um, also on my list for a long amount of time was Squidward wow. uh, from SpongeBob, uh, voiced by Roger Bumpus. Uh, he was on 231 episodes in the movies, um, and then Teddy Forsman mm. was also on my list for. Uh, for a short amount of time um 
David Mart- David Martell. Just great. Do you uh, should I just go down the list? <laughs> if you go if for you it. want. Well, people we haven't heard about. Um, I considered, but didn't know if it was a cheat. Olmec. Mm, yeah, I feel like he's a um, if he's a character. I feel like he's a main character. He's a star. Yeah. yeah okay. I had Helga at seventeen. Mm. Just loved her. I considered just, her. Just yeah. couldn't get her close to the list. Uh, ben Ernst, uh, Mr. Mm. Ernst at eighteen. I had Goo at nineteen. Um, other characters we haven't mentioned. Stu was my number twenty-two from Considered Rugrats. Mm. Uh, Mr. Dink was twenty-three mm. for me. Mr. Big Head was twenty-four. Mr. Dink is great. Yeah. Um, twenty-five was Ray Alvarado from uh, uh, Alex wow. Mack. <laughs> <laughs> um, Patrick uh, Starfish is twenty-six. Oh, uh, Ray's beating out Patrick Starfish. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, twenty-seven is the Grumble uh-huh. uh, from Our Real Monsters. Um, twenty-eight is Mo from Guts. <laughs> Okay. I think yeah. she's a supporting character. Yeah. Mike's definitely well, not, the star. Well, okay. I don't know if I'd consider her a character. She's just oh. Mo. I mean, she's her. I guess. Uh, 29 was Telly uh, from Salute Your Shorts. Uh, 30 was Betty Ann from the Midnight Society. Man, she brought it. Uh, 31 was Chris Potter, the store owner in Keenan and Kel. Wow. <laughs> uh,. Sam from Clarissa, 32. Sponge from Salute Your Shorts, 33. And then 34, Dylan from 15. <laughs> well, what about 35? <laughs> 34. All right. uh, you know, one character we haven't mentioned, but I really like, is Peaches from Rocco's Men in Life. He's like the devil. Oh. He's so weird. Like, yeah, he's he got those udders on his head. He doesn't show up all that often, does he? More than once. I mean, multiple times. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, are we ready for Ferguson's? Or? Ferguson. Oh, okay. Um, this was maybe the toughest thing, because I didn't have any characters that I'd, like, really hate, or, like, you know, that perfectly fit in this. Um, but I finally went with Bing from, um, Angry Beavers. He's, like, the annoying, uh, lizard (laughs) character. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, might as well just make it the whole cast of (laughs) (laughs) He He just felt like, of all those annoying type characters he's the maybe the most legitimately annoying like just fit that role of like man this is annoying and it's legitimately like i'm annoyed by it yeah so okay yeah. um i don't remember him i i like to have you describe it it rings a bell but like he was running around constantly like he's really yeah hyperactive yeah. yeah i'd have to go back and maybe see a little bit but yeah. i don't doubt <laughs> that he's annoying. Um, so my Ferguson, I'm sorry you didn't have the courage, Andrew, <laughs> but I felt like not selecting Ferguson would make everything this show is built upon an entire sham. And the fact, sham. The, the fact that Ferguson couldn't be your Ferguson just makes him even more of a Ferguson. <laughs> so, so my Ferguson is Ferguson. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 Boy, I am... Um, I thought a lot about this <laughs> because it's clearly the whole category is named after him. Yeah. But I'm more inclined to agree with you that uh, 
as a supporting character, he's not the worst. I kind of felt that you guys wouldn't pick Ferguson, so I just I thought somebody I like, yeah. somebody had to pick Ferguson. I like that. I, I wrote him down as a possibility for sure, um, but I wanted to go with something I truly disliked, uh, and it's a tie between two characters from Cat Dog, which is uh, Cat and Dog. <laughs> those would be main characters. But, don't, uh, don't tell me Winslow. Winslow. Oh. And Rancid Rabbit. Rancid Rabbit is way worse than Winslow. <laughs> I don't like it. A Rancid Rabbit would be higher as far as annoying me. Um, but uh, I just hate Cat Dog. And those... I think Winslow is like the re- most redeeming thing about Cat Dog most of the time. You might be right. Um, sometimes I don't like the way he interacts with. I mean, he's a jerk. Yeah. But he doesn't treat yeah. them very well. But Rancid Rabbit, it's more the voice of Rancid yeah. Rabbit. It's just like every time he starts talking, like, <laughs> we just want to fast forward through yeah. this part. But. Um, yeah. Man, so many good characters to think about. Definitely. Um, uh, yeah, it was tough, but it was good. I mean, it was fun to go through all of them. It was pretty easy. <laughs> well, good for you. Had, good. I had a fine time, too. All that insight you had, yeah. Kevin. Yep, I know. <laughs> you can tell I really prepared. Kevin names a character <laughs> and says, I like that. I'm, I'm really good at naming characters that I looked up ten minutes ago. <laughs> Uh, but it was a fun thing to think about. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to make your own little best supporting character list, or you feel we've um, egregiously forgotten yeah. someone, which I know there's, you know, we didn't talk about any wild thornberries True. or any cat dog, or a lot, I know a lot of people love a lot of the Rugrats characters. Um, feel free. You know to what we us. didn't mention at all was um, like a pet, Spunky or Porkchop. I consider, yeah, I considered uh, actually Gary from mm, SpongeBob, yeah. uh, br- briefly, but they just um, there's just not enough there. Yeah. Um, of the of the pets, who do you think? Um, from I think Porkchop. Yeah, for me. well, he's it, like the most like a person. Yeah, so yeah. and they give him sense. stories. Yeah, they, yeah. well, not a many, but a couple stories. So, yeah, that'd probably be the right call. Um, well, uh, yeah. Uh, let us know if you have any on your mind. Uh, but why don't we get to a couple listener letters? Yeah. Um, the first one here is from our pal Jacob, uh, and this is regarding the tale of the Dead Man's Float versus oh. the tale of the Dream Girl. He says, Dear Greta and the gum-chewing ghost waitress. <laughs> As Kel Kimball would say, Ah, here it goes. The tale of the Dead Man's Float versus the tale of Dream Girl episode was worth the wait, taking so many funny twists and turns. The conversation surrounding the laziness of Charlie the Custodian was a highlight. What really impressed me, besides Joey's fantastic turn as judge, was the amount of passion Andrew had for Dream Girl. He gave a flawless analysis of the episode's many strengths and provided so much food for thought regarding the story's content. I think his arguments could make a Dream Girl fan out of anyone. Uh, if you can't tell, Dream Girl is my favorite episode in this versus. Yes, Melissa, Andrew is not the only guy who loves his sentimental Are You Afraid of the Dark stories. We men do exist. <laughs> Plot-wise, Dream Girl is deep, layered, and original. While Float, more or less, is a straightforward horror tale, Dream Girl is an endearing love story disguised as a ghost story. Sure, there are a lot of plot holes, but the unconventional setup of Johnny being a specter with amnesia allows your imagination to fill in the gaps during the rewatches. The characters of the episode were super relatable, more than the ones in Dead Man's Float. 
Johnny and Erica feel real, and the actors playing them are memorable, giving performances that can bring you to tears. In terms of scariness, a creepy sense of uncertainty filled every scene, as Andrew mentioned. This episode is all about the fear of the unknown, and that particular fear is way more potent than a threat from a traditional monster. The Midnight Society segments, yeah, they didn't work. You guys called it. As for Date Night, this is the perfect Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Johnny and Donna, to me, came across as genuine, like they were meant to be together. They were romantic, and I think they set a good example for couples watching this story. So ratings, Dream Girl, five Krebs stars. Uh, Dead Man's Float, four and a half Krebs stars. Um, Are You Afraid to Name the Episode? Uh, the Tale of the Lava Surprise <laughs> and The Tale of the Genesis of the Success. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for keeping the podcast going. Your devotion to bringing quality content week after week means so much to us fans. You two are rock stars of the Nick world. Sincerely, Jacob, the dude who calculated the volume of the f- school first. Oh, I got it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Took me a second. Um, wow, really nice. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, thank you. This one's from Bup. Yeah. <laughs> He's back, baby. <laughs> uh, it's been a while, blowholes. I'm sure it's kept you guys up at night wondering why I haven't written in for so long, but rest assured, you're stuck with me. Like Ike Eisenhower in Little Pete's Nose. <laughs> still, ca- <laughs> still catching the show every week and still loving it. You guys are fantastic. I was so excited to hear the Dead Man's Float versus Dream Girl debate. Both sides were very well represented, and both episodes are hugely iconic to me. But in the end, I also have to side with Andrew. Oh boy. The mood that Dream Girl <laughs> sets for a date night is perfect, not to mention the groundbreaking twist and the fact that it's a well-acted episode, which certainly can't be said for all episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Looking at you, kid from Phantom Cab. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that kid is brutal. Yeah. I could definitely say that it's the most romantic episode across the series, unless there's a better one hiding in the later seasons that I've forgotten because I have chosen to block them from my mind, (laughs) similar to Rocket Power. (laughs) Also, I'm still trying to figure out why Melissa doesn't like the fact that Johnny chose to move on to eternal paradise with the girl he loves in lieu of staying in purgatory, where the only person he can communicate with is his sister. (laughs) Yeah, a pretty sad existence. (laughs) who would undoubtedly be committed to a mental institution (laughs) for spending her life talking to her dead brother that no one else can see or hear. Now, that being said, Dead Man's Float still commands respect from me, but in a different arena. It is, to me, the scariest episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I was probably around six or seven years old when I first saw it, and it was the only thing I ever watched that kept me up at night for about a week straight. We're talking stomach full of rocks when the sun starts setting, climbing into bed with parents each night kind of terror. When the ghost bubbled up through that drain, I just about flatlined. For a time, I was scared to go to the freaking bathroom because of this. So if I so if I were judging which episode most effectively achieves the show's overall goal, which is to be scary, Dead Man's Float gets it hands down. Both are great, albeit vastly different episodes. Strong arguments from both competitors, and props to Joey for being a fair and thorough judge. Thanks, as always, for reading this, you guys. Until next time, 11 o'clock and all is pipe. <laughs> but, P.S. When you guys did the Kablam episode review, I was surprised that during the bio segment, nobody mentioned that Sniz of Sniz and Fondue was voiced by Endless Mike himself, yeah. Rick Gomez. Yeah. I love that that was him. 
PPS, please say the word if my little voice actor trivia tidbits that I throw in at the end are obnoxious. Voice acting has always been a passion of mine, so I follow it like most other guys follow sports stars. <laughs> I'll see myself out. Well, wow, thanks uh, a lot. Another great one from yeah. Buck. No, I like hearing about that. Um, well, it seems... And I can't believe we missed that. Crazy. Uh, Sniz being Endless Mike? Yeah. Yeah, our bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that Buck pointed it out. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Uh, that's We need you guys for yeah. that stuff. Um, yeah, it seems like you got a lot of support for Dream Girl. Yeah, it's kind of it. it's kind of good to know because I always just assume that the majority of people would just dead man's float mm. easy, but um, I think uh, Dream Girl is worthy of admiration. Yeah. I kind of get the feeling some of these guys might like to settle in and watch Dream Girl with you one evening. <laughs> Why do not? you have a uh, do you have a preference between the two episodes? No. Okay. <laughs> Very good. He likes both. <laughs> Um, well, uh, love hearing from you guys. Hope to hear more from you. Um, but what are we doing next? Uh, next we're going to... <clears throat> Top 35 supporting characters? Yep. Two. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to take a look at, uh, Aaron Tagger's Nick career mm-hmm. and, um, just talk about him a little bit and what we liked about him. And we're going to hear from DJ McHale about... His experience working with him. Yeah, so. awesome that he's willing to do yeah. that. Um, yeah, I'll listen to that one. <laughs> Thanks, Kev. No problem. Hopefully you check that one out. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us like uh, Jacob and Bup did at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. And you can hear us on Podbean and iTunes. You can leave us a review. That's really, really helpful. Um, and you can tell a friend that's just as helpful. Um, and speaking of friends, Kevin, you're a great one. You're a great supporting character. Yourself. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are almost as good as Gerald. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry we didn't meet your qualifications. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we'll see you next time.
Passengers will refrain from killing my soul!